All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop ball presentation to you by Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Get some delicious coffee and taste the Kona difference. Head over to HawaiianIsles.com or Amazon. Get some coffee. My name is Adrian Benjamins. I'm joined by Kurt Beach. Kurt, how are you doing? Adrian, I'm living the dream, man. How are you doing tonight? Man, I am doing good. I'll be honest with you. It's been a rough start to the season for me, Kurt. Uh, a bunch of guys on my teams are underperforming, like Bradley Beal, Jaron Jackson Jr. I lost Trey Young in my home league, so luckily, uh, thanking my lucky stars that that's not a serious injury. How has the start of the season gone for you? I'm hoping it's going better than it is for me. 
it's it's been going pretty well so far. Most of my teams are, um, you know, in the top half of their league or doing all right. And the ones that are kind of floundering a little bit, I'm not too worried about it because I'm I'm looking at the teams and I think they look pretty solid overall. Um, you just kind of have to ride the waves a little bit and wait for them to get back where you you feel like that they probably should be. Yeah, you know, last week I think we talked about the theme of the show was do not panic. And I still like we still need to stay in that mode. You know, even though I am getting off to a rough start, I still believe Beal's going to be good. I'm going to get Trey Young back. Uh, I do like the outlook of a lot of guys on my team. I got Bam out of Bayou, Thomas Bryant. I got some um, studs on that team. So it's a lot. And like that's a Roto League, a nine, uh, eight category Roto League. So Roto Leagues are a long grind. Um, I'm not freaking out. Don't freak out, you guys. A lot of guys underperforming to start the year, but it's so early still, man. Like, we're only uh, – most teams have played, like, five or six games. So uh, we still got so much basketball left. Um, Kurt, speaking of, before we get in the box scores, uh, you know, I know you and I, we talked about how it could be um, useful for the listeners to talk about some key – um, key injuries and in some teams where maybe uh, you can pick up a guy that could be thankful. I, I, I think we should start with maybe the Portland Trailblazers who are missing Zach Collins. I got Zach Collins in a bunch of leagues. I thought he was going to be a great sleeper this year. Had a shoulder injury. Was very, um, was very optimistic that it wasn't anything serious. From what we heard, you know. Um, it wasn't going to be bad. He opted for surgery. Now he's out indefinitely. So major bummer if you have Zach Collins. Look, if you have an IR spot, I'm stashing him in a couple leagues. But in leagues where it hurts you to stash a guy, I wouldn't blame you for moving on, especially in standard leagues. Kurt, what do you think of Zach Collins? Yeah, Adrian, I think that's a great take. Um, he was kind of a hoop ball guy and – I mean, kind of an industry guy, getting a lot of hype coming into this year with the potential for threes and blocks, and it looked like he was going to have a pretty significant role, looked good in the preseason. I was really excited about him. Getting at him anywhere after pick 100 was amazing for me. Um, I'm no doctor, but I was looking up some of the potential timetables here, and they're saying a shoulder injury that requires surgery can sometimes take up to three to six months, Oof. and that's even giving you limited movement. In terms of sports, they were saying that a full return can sometimes be as long as 6 to 12 months. Ooh, jeez. And again, I'm no doctor, so I, I tried to look more on the NBA side, and the results are kind of all over the place. Um, we had guys like Avery Bradley, who had shoulder surgery to repair the same type of injury. He missed 10 games. Enos Cantor in the past has missed 10 games. But then you also had, on the longer end, Elton Brand missed 57 games with a similar surgery. Jameer Nelson missed 54 games. So they said age plays a big part in it. So with Zach Collins being younger, I mean, hope for the best. And like you said, if you have IR spots and you already don't have multiple injuries, sure, go ahead and throw them on there and hope for the best. Um, I would probably hold them until we get an official timetable because we don't know yet. Um, some people are saying anything as low as six weeks so it's all over the place i'm gonna try to hold him anywhere i can until we get an official timetable um 
like you said, if he's blocking up your team, if you don't have any IRs and you have to make a move right now to get somebody for a, a big week, uh, that's not a bad idea either. Man, I love that take and uh, really interesting stuff there, Kurt. I, I was not aware that it could be that long. And um, if it is indeed, if we hear it's something like four to six months or longer, I'm probably going to cut him across the board. And the other thing, it's not like he was setting the world on fire with his play before he went down. He was playing... Uh, a little disappointing even before he went down, but I was still really optimistic that he was going to get it going. The minutes were there. So, uh, major bummer, man. Major, major bummer. Um, but in the short term, the Portland Blazers are also dealing with some other injuries. Hassan Whiteside, Rodney Hood dealing with some minor injuries. From what I understand, nothing long term. These guys could be back soon, but. I really like the idea of streaming guys like Kent Bazemore. Uh, I picked up Mario Hazonia in some deeper leagues um, as well. So I really like the idea of maybe picking up a couple of these guys. And uh, I don't know. What do you think about it, Kurt? Adrian, I love it. I was actually just thinking about it. If there's one person that I'm really looking at to emerge here and who pretty much anyone can look to in their leagues. I know sometimes people get feedback uh, from listeners saying, that guy's not available in 50% of leagues. He's not available in any of the competitive leagues. Mario Hazonia, at the time I wrote this down earlier today, he was available in 97% of leagues. So don't tell us that we're not giving you anything that could be helpful for you guys. This guy, he went out there and played 37 minutes on Saturday versus the Sixers. He had 11 points, 12 boards, 4 assists, 2 steals, and 2 triples. And we know he's kind of streaky. But who cares? If you're getting 30-plus minutes, opportunity is everything in fantasy. So if this guy's available, definitely worth taking a flyer on, especially when you mention, like, Rodney Hood has got any issue. Whiteside's got any issue. Portland needs all the help that they can get. So definitely look at Hazonia if you have somebody that's not underperforming at the back end of your bench. I have a waiver for this guy tonight. And uh, my fingers are crossed that I'm able to get him. And for sure, you guys, he's pro- he's most definitely available in your league. Uh, my home league is a 13-team Roto League. We have deep benches plus an IR spot. So, man, our waiver wire is like a desert. There is nothing on the waiver wire, and he's available. So uh, he's definitely he should definitely be available in uh, most standard leagues, if not all of them. So good call there. Kurt, one other team I want to talk about is the Golden State Warriors, kind of very similar to the uh, Trailblazers, dealing with a lot of injuries, some interesting names emerging as possible fill-ins that could help you guys so as we know we're not going to see Steph Curry for at least three months broken hand had surgery um you know Clay's already been ruled out for a long time now we see Draymond and D'Angelo Russell dealing with some minor injuries hopefully nothing serious I think we're going to see D'Angelo and Draymond back soon but we saw um in the short term we saw Eric Pascal have a nice game. Jordan Poole's been interesting as well. Um, they had uh, Kai Bowman, who, to be honest with you, the um, 
the depth chart that I'm looking at, he's not even listed on this depth chart that tells you like this guy should be available in a lot of leagues. So, Kurt, I want to get your opinion. What do you think of Golden State? Who do you like as possible pickups there to fill in in the short term? Um, to be honest, I really don't know. And I know Pascal has been getting the most hype as somebody who could potentially be the lead scorer if Dre and D'Angelo need to be rested or if they just get load managed. Um, so look to him. Jordan Poole, I know he can shoot threes, but I don't see him doing a whole lot else. I really liked Omari Spellman's stat set from a few nights ago. It was really diverse across the board, and then he kind of vanished. Um, Glenn Robinson the third has been up and down. I don't think there's any clear... I think of all these guys, probably Pascal is the best shot to take a flyer on. After that, you just kind of need to keep watching this team, but these guys are flying off the waiver wire in a lot of leagues because people are just taking flyers on them. They have um, somebody bad on the end of their bench, and they just want to take a shot on somebody. So you could take a wait-and-see approach like I'm doing to get these guys, but... If you do that, by the time you're certain which one's going to emerge, they're probably already gone. So, again, these guys are probably worth a flyer. And definitely the one who really stood out to me, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, Kai Bowman. Mm. I'd never even heard of this guy. And he had 39 minutes. And I know D'Lo was out, but he had a nice stat set in 39 minutes. And if they're going to either rest D'Lo or Draymond or... I mean, there's even talk that maybe D'Lo could get traded, load managed. Nobody knows what's going to happen here. So somebody who's going to go out there for 39 minutes, even if D'Lo comes back, he's probably still going to be picking up decent minutes. you got to take some flyers on these guys. Who do you like, Adrian? Is anyone standing out to you? I think Pascal. I think you got to for sure grab him, man. 25 points uh, with four rebounds, two assists, a block. You know, I think um, – with Kevin Looney, doesn't sound like he's going to come back soon. Willie Cauley-Stein, they're going to bring him along slowly. Um, if Draymond's going to continue to miss time, I mean, this this guy's like guaranteed to get minutes in the front court. Um, I picked up Kai Bowman already in some deeper leagues. And, uh, man, I, I mean, 16 points, 7 boards, 4 assists, 2 steals, 2 threes. He got 39 minutes. Now, no D'Angelo Russell. So when D'Angelo Russell comes comes back and we're hearing his ankle injuries nothing serious I'm curious to see how Bowman looks but in the short term I think you just got to grab him to see you know Kurt I took a look at Jordan Poole and I really don't like his fantasy game because it's really just scoring with not a lot else and it's inefficient to so to give me an idea like um Bacon is sitting on the wire and it's like Bacon is almost a little bit better than what Poole does. And I'm not even that excited about Bacon because the percentages are bad. And so um, I'm not that excited about Poole um, unless you're really desperate for just some scoring and maybe threes. But, um, yeah, I'm not too excited. So for me, I think Pascal, you got to grab him in most standard leagues and Bowman in some deeper leagues until – we find out for sure that um, D'Angelo Russell is going to be back. I don't know. Any any closing thoughts here on on the Warriors? 
you nailed it, Adrian. Pool, I think, is the least intriguing of all of them. Yeah, it was you know it was so funny because I'm looking to make my pickups because I I got to get my waiver claims in, and I was just looking at his stats, his game log, and I'm like, man, just really empty everywhere else other than scoring and some threes. So I was like, nah, you know, I can find a little bit better than that if I'm looking for the. <laughs> For that. So, anyways, you guys, um, those are the two teams that are really getting hit hard by injuries. So, some interesting pickups there that might be able to help you for this upcoming week. Kurt, let's get into these games, man. We had a little smaller six game slate, but still some great games to go over. Let's jump into the first one the Bulls losing to the Pacers. The Pacers 108 and the Bulls 95. The Bulls have looked really bad this year. Um, I'm going to jump in on the Bulls side first. Zach Levine doing his thing. We know he could score the ball. 21 points, four threes tonight, but not really much else. No defensive stats, six boards, two assists, shot eight of 20 from the field. Um, Lori Markinen, this is a little disappointing. Only 11 points, six rebounds. Um, it's been a little up and down. Shot three of nine, only one three. So let's hope he can, um, let's hope he can, improve here uh Wendell Carter Jr. looked fantastic in this one so 20 and 10 for him shooting a very efficient 9 of 10 from the field so we love to see that Otto Porter man he has been um pretty big disappointment did have a good game uh, a good game a few games back but for the most part has been really bad don't know if his hip issue is just really bothering him. I'm pretty concerned. Luckily, I didn't get Otto Porter anywhere, so I'm not really having to worry too much about him. But only four points. Did have a steal, a block, three assists, three boards. But, man, shot one of ten from the field. And usually um, is a, a, usually a good shooter as far as efficiency goes. Sadoransky, I dropped him already in all of the leagues that I had him. You know, still getting good minutes, but nine points. You know, he did have nine assists, four boards, two steals. So actually, this is not a bad line, not known as a big-time scorer. So um, this is a decent line, but I dropped him in a lot of the standard leagues that, that I have him. Not a lot to talk about off the bench. Thad Young is an interesting guy if a, one of the front court players go down, but uh, I don't think he's worth really picking up or playing unless we get an injury in the front court. And uh, Kobe White has kind of come down to earth. Only one point here today. Don't trust anyone else. Kurt, what do you think of the Chicago Bulls? You nailed it, Adrian. The only thing is uh, Otto Porter Jr., man. He can't, continues to disappoint, and we thought he had it back on track. Um, one of ten tonight, and just he didn't look very good out there. I watched the first three quarters of this game, and he did not look good. They said that he had an ankle injury, which I did not see happen during the game. Um, but even before that injury, he still looked really bad. He looked slow. He didn't have any explosiveness. It's just kind of painful for anyone took him in the third or fourth round. Um, hopefully, he gets it around, uh, turned around, because you can't you can't really sell him right now. I mean, you're not gonna get. You're going to get pennies on the dollar. Um, I don't know. I was able, uh, shockingly, I was able to pick him up in one of those Yahoo Pro Leagues. He got dropped, and I spent a dollar of fab budget. Wow. A <laughs> $100 budget. And I was like, that's how unexcited I was, even though I know what he can do. Spent a dollar, and I was the winning bid. Um, wow. I don't know. You just got to hold on and hope that he does better, I think. 
Yeah, you know what? I think that's a great take. It's like, you know, you used a high draft pick on this guy. Historically, he's usually a stud, especially in category leagues. So it's like, you know, I really wouldn't want to sell him for 50 cents on the dollar because you know what he's capable of. It's a long season. If he could just get healthy and get right, you know he's going to be fine. You know, the uh, Bulls are not very deep in the small forward uh, position. So it's like you're not too worried about somebody stealing his job or stealing the starting gig from him. So he just needs to get healthy and get right. So fingers crossed. Man, what a great ad for you, man. If if somebody (laughs) dropped him, I would be – you know, even though he hasn't been great, I would be rushing to pick him up or I would spend some major fab dollars to yes, uh, get him. Uh, Kurt, what happened on the other side of this game? Adrian, let me tell you about somebody who finished in the top 20 on a per game basis last year, Jakar Sampson, <laughs> starting for the Pacers tonight. I'm kidding. Nobody cares about Jakar <laughs> Sampson. <laughs> um, TJ Warren had a bounce back game. Uh, he's been a little up and down this year, and we've seen some drop questions for him, which is crazy. He was a top 40 guy at times last year. Um, injury concerns, sure, but 38 minutes, 26 points, five rebounds, three assists, a steal, and a three. Uh, led the team in minutes by a long shot. Next in minutes was Lamb at 32. He had 11 points, six rebounds, five assists, a steal, three blocks, and nine of nine from the line. So nice game for both of them. Also, let me mention that both Miles Turner – and DeMontis Sabonis were out this game, as well as Edmund, Edmund Sumner. So it left some shots and usage open for, for the grabs. And one of the guys who took advantage somewhat was Goga Vitaze. He had nine points, four rebounds, three assists, four blocks, and a three-pointer. He did this in only 19 minutes because he fouled out. But uh, Turner is going to be out at least two weeks. And DeMontis, I don't, I'm not sure what his time frame is, but basically Bataze has at least a week or two of good run in him. And this isn't exactly a fluke. This guy's actually been playing professionally since age 15, even though this is his first year in the NBA. He's been playing professionally for a while, and he showed it out there on the court tonight. He would pump fake when guys were being overaggressive, trying to block his shot, and then go for an easy dunk. Um, he had a clean stroke. He looked really good out there. He was getting those blocks. He could hit the three. He can do a little bit of everything. And in the last game, prior to this one, versus the Cavs, he went for 10 and 9 with four blocks and a three again. So he's shown that he can put up similar similar stat sets. And with the Pacers having four games this coming week, he is a great streamer because you know Turner isn't coming back in this week. So great streamer. Um yeah, I think you have to grab this guy if you have if you're really into streaming, which you should be, um, and you have somebody bad on the end of your bench, you need to pick this guy up. Malcolm Brogdon's good season continues, amazing season, I should say. He's definitely outperformed my expectations. Twenty-two points, seven assists, three boards, a steal, and a three. Very nice. Um, somebody who kind of pops off the box score here, but I'm ignoring is TJ Leaf. He had 13 points, five rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block, and a three. He did that in only 22 minutes. And as I said, the bigs are either banged up or going to be missing some time. So you'd think the opportunity was there. But it was kind of there the other night, too. And he was practically invisible in eight minutes and did nothing with it. So I am not interested in him at all. 
if you're looking at anyone in the Pacers, look for Goga Batazzi. Adrian, what do you got? Love your take on uh, Goga. Man, I at the real NBA draft, I thought this guy was like a sleeper. I thought, you know, he was going to go uh, way later than I thought he would. I was actually really disappointed when he got drafted by the Pacers because they're so loaded in the front court with Miles Turner and Sabonis. And so I was really hoping a team would draft him that didn't have a lot of depth in their front court. But man, this is a great opportunity for him. And I love everything that you said about him. I love his game. Look, four blocks here tonight. And um, doesn't hurt you from the field. Good shooter. So uh, I love the idea of picking this guy up. We know we're not going to see Miles Turner, I don't think, this upcoming week. I do think the Sabonis calf injury is likely very minor. So maybe we get him back. But even if Sabonis gets back, I think that Goga could still get some minutes in this front court. So um, I like your take, too. Um, I'm not going to fall for TJ Leaf. It's a nice double-double with the 13 points, 15 boards, but um, hasn't really done much other than this game. And in just 22 minutes, I think most nights, he's just going to give you a bad line in the low 20-minute uh, roll. So love the idea of uh, grabbing Goga for the upcoming week. And... Um, TJ Warren, man, if somebody dropped him or if somebody's bummed, put a buy low offer on him because I think TJ Warren's going to be great this year. Lamb as well. And, man, really bummed I didn't draft any Brogdon because I did think that this was a perfect fit for him with the Pacers and that his game would just be great. Um, so I'm really disappointed I don't have any shares of Brogdon this year. Uh, Kurt, any closing thoughts before we move over to the next one? I'm ready for the next one, man. All right, next game up. I think the Rockets and the Heat. The Heat blowing out the Rockets, 129 to 100. Don't know what happened here. I'm going to start with the Rockets first. And I got a gripe because I picked up Daniel House everywhere. <laughs> and he moved to the bench here tonight and only saw 19 minutes. And you know what? I'm kind of glad that the Rockets got blown out in this one. Hopefully... They move House back into the starting lineup because they need some defense on this uh, starting five. And and he provides a little bit of that, you know, kind of a glue guy, a, a guy that doesn't mind getting down and dirty. And so uh, I'm really hoping they move him back. But uh, Westbrook, disappointing line from him, 10 points, six assists, four rebounds, seven turnovers, too. So didn't shoot well either, three of 11. But just a rough game for the Rockets in general. Harden still, though, doing his thing, 29 points, three assists, four boards, three three shot 14 of 14 from the line, six of 14 from the field. If you got a gripe about something, had six turnovers. P.J. Tucker didn't do much in 25 minutes, only two points, six boards, not much else. Eric Gordon got the start, but he only had four points in 23 minutes. Capella, five points in 23 minutes. Um, you know, this was a blowout, so don't go crazy reading too much into this. And my fingers are crossed. House gets back in the starting lineup um, next game. Kurt, what do you think of the Rockets? Adrian, spot on. With it being this big of a blowout, do not overreact to anything that you see in this game on either side. Miami was winning this game 46-14 to 14 after the first quarter. So all the numbers here are a little skewed, and really it looks like Harden was the only one to survive from the Rockets. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, House, 
I definitely would hold him. He's he's been having a good season, man. Mm-hmm. And what surprised me is last year he was kind of a points and threes guy. He's been averaging a block a game. I think he's had exactly one in every game. And he's been giving you some good supporting stats too. So if you grabbed him, definitely hold on. Um, I don't remember exactly where he was in the player rater, but I, he was in the top 100, I want to say. Uh, definitely hold on. Eric Gordon for me, I know is a blowout, but for me, I think he's a drop in most standard leagues, unless you're extremely desperate for threes because he doesn't do much of anything else. Um, Adrian, do you want to hear about the Heat? Yes, sir. Guys, this team down in South Beach, <laughs> who would have thought they would be 5-1? and one? And Jimmy Butler has missed half of those games this is crazy to me i was not pegging the heat to be a competing team in the east this year and maybe they won't be but this they're off to a really hot start so this is pretty crazy uh bam out of bio eight points five boards five assists two steals a block he's been having a killer season um i'm stoked on all the teams that i own him but I just wish he would shoot more, mm-hmm. but you can't really complain with his diverse as his stat set is, but I really wish he'd get more than five, six, seven shots a game. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Jimmy Butler, he was a guy that a lot of times was going at the end of the first round, early second round, and I wasn't really willy, willing to do, I, I don't know, I wasn't super stoked on it, but he's got 18 points, seven rebounds, nine assists, four steals, a block, two threes, and he only did this in 27 minutes. So if you got Jimmy, you're probably feeling feeling pretty good here. Um, Chris Dunn, a guy who's been lighting the early season on fire, probably in contention for one of the waiver wire pickups of the year. He had five points, five assists, a steal, and a three. Do not overreact to this, guys. Not only was it a blowout, he got in foul trouble really early. He got two fouls really quick. They yanked him. He came in, got another foul. They yanked him. So he's going to be better than this. I think it's too early to send a buy-low offer because he had five scorching hot games. So I think if you send a buy-low offer, it kind of tips your hand. But maybe if you're kind of a riverboat gambler and you think maybe he's going to go out there and there's a chance that he's going to have a down game again, then shoot the buy-low offers out. I think it's a little too early right now. Then you had Duncan Robinson and Myers Leonard putting up decent lines. Duncan Robinson played 36 minutes, 23 points, seven threes, six assists, a steal, or I'm sorry, an assist, and two blocks. Myers Leonard had 21 points, four rebounds, an assist, three steals, and a three. Those are some pretty juicy looking numbers, but we haven't seen them do this routinely. And with the blowout factor here, I'm not racing to pick either one up. I'm actually more curious in Myers Leonard. Um, if you listen to NBA Today with Dan Vespers, he gave a great take on Myers Leonard, and I wasn't—he wasn't really on my radar prior to that. But after hearing what Dan said, if you haven't heard that, go check that out. Um, I'm definitely interested, especially if you need a big. On the bench, Kelly Olynyk only had 14 minutes, and he's another reason that Myers Leonard is somebody worth looking at because he's kind of pushed Kelly Olynyk like to the to being an afterthought. Um, otherwise, you have Tyler Hero, who played 35 minutes off the bench for 12 points, seven boards, seven assists, a steal, and two threes. And Goran Dragic, he's really surprised me so far this year. I picked him up off the waiver wire in a couple of places, and he's not lighting the world on fire, but 15 points, two rebounds, four assists, two steals, three threes in 28 minutes. Um, 
yeah, for for a guy that, like I said, in a lot of places was on the wire, mm-hmm. that's a decent pickup. And I think, honestly, I think he does better off the bench playing against these teams' second units. His lines have been pretty solid. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, Adrian, what did I miss on the Heat? Man, you didn't miss anything. You pretty much nailed that. And I, I want to start with Goran Dragic because that's where you left off, man. This guy went like last round in almost all of my leagues. And I, I feel like he's killing that value right now. And, you know, I think he's just finally healthy. For seasons past, he's been dealing with all kinds of injuries. We heard in the offseason he's finally kind of healthy. And I agree with you that maybe it's just a little bit better coming off the bench. Um, and so, I mean, I feel like every time I look at his box score, I'm, I would be pretty happy with it. Unfortunately, I don't have him anywhere. And love your take on Myers Leonard. I'm going to try to pick this guy up in a lot of places um, tonight. And uh, it's just not working with Kelly Olynyk and Myers Leonard's looked pretty good. The last few games has scored over double digits. Tonight's game was outstanding. So uh, I'm going to try to pick him up in a bunch of places. Love your take on Duncan Robinson. You know, fantastic game from him tonight, but they're missing Winslow. They're missing Derek Jones. I think when those guys come back and from what I'm hearing, their injuries aren't serious. I think Duncan Robinson's going to take a huge hit where Myers Leonard can still get the minutes that he's getting in that front court. So I think he's kind of the guy that you want to look at and you were right on man don't panic on none he's going to be fine the foul trouble he's been great this season one of the best pickups of the season so far so love your take on the heat and uh all right let's just keep rolling man let's jump over to the next game the uh sacramento kings and the new york knicks the kings getting the victory here two bad teams here but uh the kings getting the victory 113 to 92 gonna look in the king's side first and uh some nice lines here i guess i'll start with De'Aaron fox 24 points six assists a steal a block eight of 18 from the field added a three shot seven of ten from the line um had five fouls too so maybe dealing with some foul trouble but did still have 35 minutes so pretty good from him um you know Kurt, I picked up Holmes in a lot of leagues, yes, and sir. I'm I'm pretty excited about it, man. So 30 minutes here tonight, double double with 14 points, 10 boards, a block, shot an efficient six of eight from the field, a perfect two of two from the line, man. In one league, I was desperate for a big, and so man, I am praying that he's going to just be able to keep this up all season. You know, still. Um, We're going to get Marvin Bagley back, but I'm really hoping that Holmes and Bagley can play together, that Holmes plays the center, Bagley plays power forward. So I'm hoping that doesn't cut too much into Holmes, uh, but my fingers are crossed. Buddy healed with a nice game, 22 points, four rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block, five threes is outstanding. It shot eight of 16 from the field. Another interesting guy, Nemanja Belica. Um, you know, uh, I don't know, man, in some deep leagues, if you're desperate, maybe worth a pickup. Did have 10 points, six assists, eight rebounds, one steal, two threes. So I do love that he kind of gives you production in a lot of places. Um, you know, never going to blow you away in the points uh, points category, but, you know, um, helping you out. So give him a look in some deep leagues if you need some help. Barnes played 40 minutes, had 19 points, four rebounds, assists, a steal, a block, three threes. It's a good game from him. 
off the bench, I don't really trust anyone. Deadman's been dropped all over. You can leave him there. Only 15 minutes. Um, Bogdanovich, I really wish, I really love Bogdanovich's game. I really wish he was in a different team where he can get more minutes, but not happening. Ariza is gonzo. What do you think of the Kings, Kurt? The only thing I have is just to piggyback on stuff you already said, but Rashawn Holmes, man, he's got so much energy. He's just so fun to watch. He had a great stat line for you tonight, and this was in foul trouble. Mm -hmm. He, he, got two fouls early on and they yanked him so i mean he can do even better than this so please 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 we've been preaching this guy mainly aaron brewski all the hoopball team has been pre- preaching this guy if he's available in your league oh yeah oh my gosh pick him up right <laughs> now please please he's, yeah he's gonna be great and if yeah. Luke Walton, smart deadman is done and holmes and bagley will be the starting front court once Bagley's good to go, if if things fall how we think they should, you know, um, the only thing I slightly disagree with is Nemanja Bjelica, and I get it, he's he's not very exciting, <laughs> but he's in the fill-in role until Bagley comes back. We saw him do it for about a month or so last year. He he just gets you pretty good uh, across the board stats. I know he's not exciting, so if you're looking for something long term. Maybe he's not your guy, but if you're just looking for somebody to get by for like the next three to five weeks, however long Bagley's out, I think I think you could fit him on your team in a, a standard league. Man, you just talked me into it. I think I'm gonna try to pick up. Uh, <laughs> I, for reals, in like I'm in some uh, 14 team leagues where he's sitting there. I could use oh, some help. Him, man. Yeah, I could use some help at the end of my bench. I, you know, um, this line tonight is is actually really nice from him doing a little bit of everything so yeah and you know what i forgot backley's gonna be out still for a little while so yeah man why not um and um man deadman there's just no way they can go back to deadman he's just that man at the beginning of the season it was clear they had trouble with pace one of the best teams uh, as far as pace goes last season, really dropped off at the beginning of this year. Holmes just provides more energy. They just play better with him in that lineup. I just can't see them going back to Deadman and just really happy they decided to make the switch so early in the year. I mean, I guess they kind of had to, right, since they were, what, they were 0-4 or something like that uh, to start the year. So, uh, man, I hope Holmes is here to stay. As you said, Kurt, if he is somehow still sitting on your wire, make the make the move to grab him right now. Even, shall, even 10 team leagues, yeah. I'd find a way to get this guy on your team. Kurt, what went down on the Knicks side of this uh, game? Oh man, Adrian, the Knicks side. David <laughs> Fisdale, he he make oh my gosh, he makes me face palm. So <laughs> Julius Randle got out there and had an okay game: eight points, seven rebounds, two assists, uh, four of thirteen from the field. So I know he was getting a lot of buzz. He was a pretty strong mid-round pick, most people were saying. But the things that scared most of us away were the lack of defensive stats, the lack of threes, and the sometimes not so good efficiency for a big. And all of those things were on display tonight. I don't know. He had a really hot game to start the season and it's been kind of lackluster ever since. And then when you factor in that he plays for Fisdale, it could be a bumpy ride. If anyone should have a consistent role on this team, it would be him. Um, for the amount of money that they paid him. 
I don't know. I'm not stoked about his outlook. Then you had Marcus Morris Sr. He played 35 minutes, 28 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 block, 4 threes, and 6 of 7 from the free throw line, 9 of 14 from the field. So a little bit of everything. And I got to admit, I think this guy was going a little underrated to start the year. He had a good preseason, which kind of raised his stock. But prior to that, I don't think anyone was touting him as a standard league pickup or, or draft possibility, you know. And he got 35 minutes tonight, second on the team, only to R.J. Barrett. If he's still available in your league, I think you've got to pick this guy up. Mm-hmm. I'm not stoked about him, but if he's playing this amount of minutes and he's getting across-the-board kind of stats— Fisdale seems to trust him, which is really strange, but he seems to trust him more than almost anyone on the team. I mean, so you got to own this guy, I think. Bobby Portis started, and that left our man Mitch Robb on the bench. Bobby Portis had two points, six rebounds, an assist, a steal. And uh, again, he got. Fisdale said early on in the season that. Portis went out there for one game. He's like, yeah, he looked real good. I think I'm going to keep starting him over Mitchell Robinson. What are you doing, man? Mitchell Robinson was on the bench. He had 10 points, five rebounds, a steal, and two blocks in 25 minutes. But so it was a salvageable line, but a lot of this was in garbage time, guys. By the time he actually got out there, the game was decided. And prior to that, he played like 12 minutes, which is very concerning. So the line doesn't look as bad as I think it actually was if you're keeping up with the game. So I'm I'm a little concerned about him. Eventually, you know, his skills and his stat set should get him into that starting lineup or at least even even if he doesn't start. If he gets 25 minutes consistently, he's going to be a great player, but Fisdale's just jerking around everyone in New York like he always has been. Uh, he started Frank Nelakina, negligible line. Don't pick this guy up. R.J. Barrett, 22 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, a 3-pointer. But what hurts you with Barrett is the percentages. 8 of 20 from the field and 5 of 9 from the free throw line. He's one of the worst impact guys for free throw percentage right now. Um, Yeah. He's helping (laughs) you in the popcorn stats, but it's hard to own him. Let's see. Anything on the bench? Wayne Ellington got in there for a little bit. Alonzo Trier. It's so hard to take anything away from a Knicks game, you know, Adrian? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What am I missing here? Man, you nailed it again. And after last year, I wanted nothing to do with the Knicks, man. Last year, I was so frustrated with Fizdale. This year, I made an oath just to stay away. I really don't have any shares of the Knicks anywhere this season. I don't know how I did that. I am really glad I steered clear of Mitchell Robinson. Kurt, he was getting drafted as high as second round in some of my leagues, and I couldn't do it, man. This guy, supposedly they were going to let him loose this year. Supposedly he was going to start. He's averaging 18 minutes so far in five games this year. So, man, it's just really rough if you took him in a second or third round, but you can't drop him you can't do anything like that you got to hang on to him because if he does just get minutes like he saw tonight i think he will be useful especially the blocks the reason why you drafted him is because man he's got the um he's got the capability of leading the league in blocks if he would just start and get some decent minutes and uh love your take on all these other guys um 
Randall felt like the safest guy coming into drafts, coming into the year. And I still, you know, not a great game tonight, but I still feel like he's pretty safe. Love your take on Morris. I think if he's sitting there and you need some help um, with what he does, I think he's definitely worth an add because he's been pretty good. He seems like a guy who's been consistently good, getting consistent minutes. I was not expecting them to really just uh, give RJ Barrett all these minutes. I mean, they really just want him. They're kind of speeding up his development, but I love your take on what you said kind of fool's gold because he's putting them like 22 points and it looks good. And then you look at the efficiency and the percentages and you see it's kind of a bog on your team. So, uh, um, you know, I don't know, maybe when RJ Barrett has a big game, uh, if he has a big game this week, maybe try to sell high on him because, um, you know, a lot of people who aren't really looking close at the numbers, maybe they just see those popcorn lines. Maybe you can get something good for R.J. Barrett. Um, but other than that, Kurt, you pretty much nailed it. And, man, I'm just happy I'm not dealing with any New York Knicks. Any uh, closing thoughts there? No. Uh, the only thing would be is – we know what Mitch Robb can do in blocks, and really that's his his primary category alongside field goal percentage. Um, if he has another bum game, or the owner the owner could very well be getting frustrated. I mean, I'm frustrated, and I don't even own him. Mm-hmm. With the 18 minutes a game, or however low you said it was, Adrian, if they took this guy in the second round, and you can steal him for, I don't know, like a fifth round, sixth round type of guy, mm-hmm. I, I think it's worth trying. But other than that, I don't have much on the Knicks. Yeah, you know, and blocks, the hardest stat to get in fantasy basketball. So we kind of put a premium on that stat. This guy could be the best in that category. So we kind of bump up his value because of that. And I like that take, man. Like, you think at some point the Knicks do let him loose and give him the minutes that he needs just because, you know, he seems like a part of that young core that they want to build around. And, you know, if they're speeding up the development of RJ Barrett, turning him loose, why not do that to Mitch Rob as well? So um, I like that idea of trying to, you know, if you can get him at that price for sure, man, try to do it. Yes, sir. All right, let's keep rolling here. Let's jump over to the Los Angeles Lakers and the San Antonio Spurs. This one was closer than I thought. This was a good game. The uh, the Lakers 103 and the Spurs 96. I'm going to jump in on the Lakers side first. And we know uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis night in, night out are going to give you some big lines. And tonight was no disappointment. Triple-double for LBJ, 21 points. 13 assists, 11 rebounds, 2 steals, a block, 8 of 23 from the field. Didn't have a 3 tonight, was 0 of 6, and the shooting from the line wasn't super great. Only 5 for 10, and I guess you gotta keep complaining about something. 5 turnovers. (laughs) (laughs) 5 turnovers tonight, but I think most people who played LeBron James tonight are still happy with the triple-double. Anthony Davis has been outstanding so far this year, and you know, of, of course he is 25 points two assists 11 boards 10 of 20 from the field perfect 4-4 from the line had six turnovers but um i'm not worried about anthony davis it was avery bradley stepping in tonight as the third guy 16 points and assists a steal three rebounds seven of nine from the field uh one of one from three-point land one of one from the line 
he's sitting on the wire in all my leagues. I mean, I wish we could trust him to do this, but I think him and Danny Green, you know, the next game it could be Danny Green that's like that next guy. So um, I don't really trust Avery Bradley to uh, put up some consistent value here for the Lakers. Speaking of Danny Green, only had three points in 23 minutes. Looks like foul trouble here, five fouls. So um, hopefully he's better in the next one if you got him. If you got JaVale McGee, man, I think it's time to move on. Two points in 11 minutes. Did have two blocks, but man, Dwight Howard is just outplaying him. Howard uh, um, with 21 minutes had a double-double, 14 points, 13 rebounds, two blocks. Howard's been pretty good. McGee likely also dealing with some foul trouble in this one, had four fouls. But I just feel like Howard's been the better player. And McGee, man, I would not trust him in standard leagues. Caldwell Pope had a nice game off the bench, 14 points. But other than this game, hasn't really done much. And and, uh, Kuzma, they're still bringing him along slowly. Only 16 minutes, five points. But hopefully we see his minutes ramp up this upcoming week. Um, Kurt, any thoughts on the LA Lakers? Um, main thing I have is just Kuzma. You know, it was only a second game back. And like you said, Adrian, they're ramping him up slowly. I don't necessarily know that he'll be a standard league relevant guy. He's this year, he's going to get points and he's going to get threes, but there's a lot of guys that can do that depending on what his role is. We don't know yet. Like if he's going to be, I could see him being in a starting unit, but if he's in a second unit and he's supplementing someone like Howard, who's going to be banging around down low. Um, that's going to free up some three-point shots for him. But don't I'm not saying drop him. Do not drop him. He's, he's just coming back from an injury. If you've held on for now, keep holding on. Let him ramp up to his mid-20s uh, minute threshold. But don't expect the world from him. You're not going to be getting the stat set that you got from him last year. Yeah, I love that take. I was not high um, on Kuzma or a lot of these – um, you know, other than LeBron James and Anthony Davis, I knew it was going to be kind of rough for some of these other guys because on a night-to-night basis, it's just hard for them to consistently get um, the usage because you don't know um, how it's going to go. And so, um, yeah, this is a real tough team for fantasy other than LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Kurt, what, what, uh, what went down on the San Antonio side of this game? Ah, the San Antonio side. Man, I think I think the Spurs compete with the Pistons for me as one of the most boring teams, <laughs> at least in terms of fantasy. Maybe not reality. You know, the Spurs will probably make the playoffs again like they always do. But in terms of fantasy, not super exciting. Aldridge had a down night. DeRozan kind of did his thing. Uh, Trey Lyles, who got like 14 rebounds the other night, was quiet again tonight. He's not worth an ad in most leagues. Uh DeJounte Murray had 18 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, a block, a 3, decent percentages. He did this in only 24 minutes, and we know they're still slowly ramping him up, and I think he's not supposed to play in back-to-backs. But could you imagine if this guy was getting 32 minutes a night? Mm -hmm. Like, what a stud. (laughs) And if you have Derek White, I, I just don't understand why he was getting so much hype in the preseason honestly i wasn't high on either of them because i thought they'd cancel each other out mm-hmm. but it's definitely looking like Dejounte's is a better player if you have Derek white even though he had a serviceable line for you tonight with 12 points three rebounds to assist two steals as murray's minutes limit increases 
it's just going to push white further and further out of the picture unless they can figure out a way to start both of them. I mean, white's good enough to start, but pop doesn't seem to want to do that. So unless that changes, white is going to continue to trend in the direction of more of a stash than a standard league guy. Um, Bryn Forbes, he's been kind of your three point specialist in a couple places. I saw him getting picked up over JJ Redick and that made sense to me because he's starting, he's getting minutes. He took eight threes tonight, only made one, but he took eight. He got you a smattering of other uh, stats, three rebounds, three assists, three steals. Let's see off the bench. Patty Mills, who went on a terror the other night for 30 some points. He vanished again tonight. Um, not really a standard league guy, maybe in a 14, 16 team team where you can look at him. Rudy Gay just continues to plot around, uh, plot along. 16 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 threes. He's not exciting, but he'll probably make his way into the top 100 like he normally does. Adrian, what did I miss on these super exciting San Antonio Spurs? Kurt, you and I are too much alike, man. I, too, <laughs> just like you, was avoiding DeJounte Murray and Derek White because I too thought that they were going to cancel each other out and that was before like I didn't even think Bryn Forbes was going to be a thing so now you're adding that into the backcourt as well so uh, I don't have any shares of this backcourt anywhere I'm kind of glad about it although I do like DeJounte Murray in the long term and um, I just love, you know, never going to be like a 30-point scorer most likely, but I love the defensive stats you get from a point guard. Such a good defender. Two steals, a block here tonight, and then a good rebounder. Had 11 boards here in this game, so I just love his game. So I wouldn't mind having DeJounte Murray on my team, um, but other than that, man, I just don't really want to have much to do with this team and I wouldn't freak out too much on LaMarcus Aldridge the really tough defensive matchup in this one dealing with Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee the Lakers front court is um is would be really hard to play against so um you know tough game for Aldridge but I think he'll be much better uh that's pretty much it let's Let's keep going, man. Let's go to the next one. The Dallas Mavericks and the Cleveland Cavaliers, man. Uh, the Mavericks getting the victory 131 to 111. Luka Doncic has looked fantastic. I was expecting fireworks from him against the lowly Cavaliers, and he did not disappoint, man. A big triple double 29 points, 15 assists. 14 rebounds. Who cares that he had five turnovers, man? Um, you know, one of the big knocks on this guy that I was hearing was that in nine category leagues, he was kind of overrated because of the turnovers and he was going to hurt you from the line. Shot six to six here tonight. And the free throw shooting has been much better this year. So if you drafted Luka Doncic, congratulations. He looks like a stud. And I can't believe this guy's 20 years old, man. It's just ridiculous uh poor Zingas as well has been great uh six blocks to go along with 18 points nine rebounds shot four of six from downtown seven of 14 from the field uh, i mean i am so happy that this guy's back in the league i was fading him a little bit because i was scared of all the buzz on the whole they're gonna limit his minutes maybe not play him back to back he looks great man even in like a 25-minute roll. He's probably going to give you a good line. Played 31 minutes here tonight. Looks great. Um, 
Brunson had a good game. 14 points, 6 assists, 2 rebounds, and 2 threes. Kind of killing the buzz for DeLon Wright, who still had 28 minutes in an okay line coming off the bench of 8 points, 2 steals, 6 assists. But um, if Brunson's going to become a thing, I'm a little bit scared of DeLon Wright. Don't do anything drastic with DeLon Wright. I think he will be fine. And if Brunson, I don't really trust him to do this on a nightly basis. I just think he maybe he had the hot hand in this one. They decided to go more with him. But definitely you want to have DeLon Wright and don't freak out too much here. Uh, Powell still working his way back. Nine points, one steal, four rebounds. If you have Powell, just be patient. You know, um, I think he's going to be good eventually. Curry got the start, 13 points, four, uh, four assists, three threes. I uh, don't really trust him. Don't really trust too much else off the bench as well. Um, Kurt, what are your thoughts on the Dallas Mavericks? Um, I agree with you, Adrian. You, you pretty much nailed it here. Uh, Porzingis, like you said, it was hard. It was hard to spend that third round pick on him. <laughs> I did it, I think, in one place, and I'm loving that one. And the other ones where I took somebody like JJJ, I'm kind of regretting it right now. Um, but I just get a little scared with him being over seven feet tall. And those guys just seem like the smallest little nick or or bruise, especially to the legs, can take them out for so long. I, I love him, uh, especially his stat set. You know, he's the unicorn. We know that with the threes and blocks. I just hope he stays healthy. Uh, if he does, you got an absolute steal on your hands. Um, with Dwight Powell, if you held him up until now, don't drop him because you look at his line and thinks it, think it's lackluster. He's ramping himself up from an injury, guys. He's going to be all right. Um, let's see. There was a Bobon sighting. Did, did you already mention Bobon? No, I didn't. I'm glad that you did. Yeah, he's he's probably not worth mentioning because he's not going to do this most nice. He we know he's a per minute monster, but he's not going to do this most nice. And like you said with Delon Wright, hold on if you can. He's sneaky good. Like uh, I I forgot what he was on the player raider. Like his stats don't pop off the page, but his steals, his lack of turnovers, and his percentages really beef up his value. And I want to say he was in the top eighty. He's he's sneaky good. And if things break his way, you know, or, or he gets back in that starting lineup, just just hold on to him. Just let it play out for a couple more weeks at least. Yeah, I love that take. And, you know, even though didn't blow, like, didn't blow you off um, the page here tonight, but six assists, two steals, shot efficiently. Um, so, yeah, I I love that take. Hang hang tight if you have a um, DeLon Wright. He should um, – he should be just fine. Uh, Kurt, what went down on the Cleveland side of this game? Well, let me tell you, good sir. We had Evan Love making a vintage appearance going for 35 minutes for 29 points, eight boards, two assists, a steal, a block, five threes, perfect six of six from the strike, and 50% from the field. That is a very good Kevin Love line. It's great. In some leagues, he was falling down into the fifth or sixth round. If you took him there, you have a steal. But if you took him there, you also know the risks involved. He could easily get hurt. He could miss multiple weeks at a time for a a broken fingernail. Um, He could get traded. The Cavs will eventually have to shut things down probably. Um, So why, why run him out there? You have two options. You can keep just coasting with him and and get 
the better return on where where you bought him on draft day, or you can sell high and get somebody that you know is going to perform at a higher level. Don't look at somebody like Otto Porter. Uh, Chetty Osman, 10 points, 4 rebounds, an assist, and a block, two threes. He's been pretty quiet so far. He had five fouls tonight. I picked him up with uh, my last pick in most drafts because I thought the opportunity was there for him. And right now, it's it's been pretty lackluster. He's I'd say he's borderline standard league. You could own him. You could cut him. It's, it's not a big deal either way. The guy who's been probably the biggest surprise on this team so far, Tristan Thompson, he went for a double-double again, 11 points, 12 boards, four assists, two steals, and a block, no turnovers. Kind of hurt you at the free throw line, three of nine. But this guy who is probably in contention for waiver wire pickup of the year so far, at least in the top three, five of the hot guys off the wire, you got a great value here. He was going to hurt you in free throws, and he's not normally going to give you defensive stats like this. But, man, a double-double, a guy that's going to always get you this amount of rebounds is really hard to find. Man, Adrian, I don't know if you were like me, but in a year where guard stats were so much at a premium in those first few first few rounds, I made it a point to grab as many guards as I could in those first three to four rounds, which maybe wasn't the best idea. But then I found that a lot of my teams were actually hurting in the big man stats and rebounds and blocks were things that I was actually reaching for. So if you were able to go and grab Tristan Thompson off the waiver wire and he's going to give you this double-double, that's perfect. That's awesome. Uh, Colin Sexton, he's doing Colin Sexton things. Points and not a whole lot else. He actually got six rebounds tonight, which I didn't look this up, but I mean that could honestly be a career high. That's how, how much Sexton normally uh, doesn't do in the periphery stats. So I don't know if you need somebody who's going to score. He's he's really similar to Jordan Clarkson in that they're going to score and do a whole lot else. Not a whole lot else. Uh, Darius Garland, I'm holding him where I can just because being a starting point guard as a rookie, it's been a bumpy ride so far to start the season. But if you're in a league with uh, weekly lineups and you can afford to just keep on benching him, I would hold on because maybe he emerges later in the season. Off the bench, Larry Nance Jr. has been quiet so far this season. Five points, four rebounds, an assist, a steal. I know it's probably hard to hold on to him, but you kind of have to. The steals will bounce back, which is one of the main sources of his value. Brandon Knight, vintage Brandon Knight, 10 points, six assists. Not much else. He's not a standard league guy. Jordan Clarkson, he got 17 points, a bunch of ones, and five threes. Again, not exactly a standard league guy, but if you just need a boost to scoring and that's about it, he can help you there. Kevin Porter, people are stoked on him. He just hasn't really shown it for me so far. He he truly looks like a rookie out there. He doesn't exactly look like he knows what he's doing, where he's supposed to be on offense. I'm not buying on him at all, even in weekly lineup leagues. Even 14-teamers, I wouldn't look at him. Maybe 16-teams or, or deeper. Um other than that, that's that's about all I have on the Cavs. Adrian, what did I miss? Man, it is freaking me out how alike you and I are, man. <laughs> I So when you were talking about how you had a premium on the point guards and you missed out on some of your teams, like your center light, on, like you were describing me to a T, <laughs> man. I, too, was so focused on 
getting point guards because I knew that was the position this year that was yeah. going to be the hardest. In some of my teams, like my home league, I got like five point guards and only two centers. And I'm like desperate now for centers. And Tristan Thompson was available at the beginning of the year. I dragged my feet, and now I'm kicking myself. Luckily in that league, I was able to get homes, and I'm still hoping I'll be able to make a couple other good pickups as they emerge. I'm so focused now, but man, it was tripping me out to hear you talk about that because <laughs> I felt like you were talking about me, man. So um, no, love, I love your tip. I love all your takes on this team. You're dead on. Um, you know, we, this team's really black and white on the guys you want and the guys you don't. I love your take on Kevin Love. I think if you can flip him right now, he's been really good like we saw here tonight. I think if you can flip him, you know, target that team that's missing rebounds and missing a center and um, target and, and try to get him because I agree with you, man. It just doesn't seem like the Cavs are really going to want to run him out for 35 minutes a night like he got tonight could even get traded at some point of the year you likely think if he gets moved it's to a situation that's not as good as this Cavs team so if you can uh sell high on him now I love that take and also love your take on Garland you know uh didn't really have an off season and um so I kind of expected him to start slow like he is and I agree with you man I I can kind of see at some point him putting it together you know the point guard position is the hardest position to play in the NBA he's a young PG who missed a lot of time so I think I would stick in you know in leagues where you can afford to hang on to him some leagues it hurts you too and if you have to move on from him there I understand but luckily in the few leagues where I got him I can stash him on my bench it's not hurting me and I think at some point he could really get it figured out and should have an opportunity on this bad Cavs team to get some big minutes and some good usage here um that's all I got Kurt should we move on to the last game of the night yes sir here we go all right the Utah Jazz and the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, I'm going to refresh this just because I think when I clicked into this box score, it was in the third quarter. Okay, final 105 to 94. Clips getting the victory. I'm going to look over on the Utah Jazz side. Mike Conley, man, it's been a rough ride with Conley. Only 2 of 10 shooting here for 8 points. 1 assist, 1 rebound. Did have a nice game the other night. So, you know, still getting it figured out. Playing with this new team. Playing on a new system. Was with the Grizzlies for so long. Um, I think he just needs to figure it out. But the minutes were there. The usage is still there. Hang tight with him. I know it's rough, but like, what are you going to do? You're not going to drop him. You're not going to trade him and get like low end value back I think you just got to stick with him um, Bogdanovich had a nice game here 19 points 4 assists 3 rebounds a steal a block 3 threes Rudy Gobert doing his thing double double 12 points 14 rebounds didn't have any blocks which is a buzz kill but um, nice to see a double double there uh, Donovan Mitchell man 36 points two steals six assists four threes shot 11 of 21 10 of 14 from the line even dealing with a little bit a bit of foul trouble had five fouls but still played a full complement of minutes Royce O'Neal got the start but put up a goose egg in points in just 34 minutes uh, you shouldn't be playing him 
some people got Joe Ingles. If you do, you know, 28 minutes, um, only nine points, but did give you a steal, a block, two assists, five boards, three threes. So I think you hang on to a Joe Ingles um, if you got him. And uh, not too much else to talk about here. I wouldn't trust anyone else off this bench. What do you think of the Jazz, Kurt? Adrian, you nailed it. It just, man, Mike Conley, he, he just continues to torture us. But <laughs> hold on. He's going to be better than this. I don't know. Like like you said, this is his first time ever playing for a new team. So it's going to take some adjustment. He's trying to fit in. He's probably deferring more than he normally will as the season progresses. Hold on. Another guy, kind of like Otto Porter, you can't sell him at this point. Like You're, you're going get to be getting pennies on the dollar. The difference with Conley and Porter is that Conley... I've watched him quite a bit because I was so concerned. I watched him quite a bit. He looks fine out there. He's just not hitting his shots. Porter, he he's scary. I don't know how he's going to go. Uh, but Conley, you have to hold on. Things will be better. He had he showed in a couple games that, that he can do that. He can fit this system. It just tonight wasn't his night again. Unfortunately, besides the lackluster stats, he also decided to chip in five turnovers. So that's a bummer. Uh, the only other thing I have is Rudy Gobert. Man, I I love big guys, and I love somebody that can get you that double-double and those elite-level blocks. But I did not understand, Adrian. Rudy Gobert was going around early, early second round in a lot of leagues this year, or mid-second round, late second round. I just could not justify. I, I mean, like you said, you and I are very similar in that we're targeting those guards. Stack up on those guards. Worst-case scenario, you can trade them later if you need a big because other teams are going to find out that they need those guard stats. So I don't understand how you could take him so early when you could grab somebody like a, a Hassan Whiteside in like round six or seven, a Steven Adams. Like these guys were there later on. I just think you were losing a lot of value if you took somebody like Rudy Gobert or Mitch Robb early on. Anyway, like you said, not a whole lot on the bench. Joe Ingles is going to be a little up and down, but even for deep leaguers, there's not really anything off the bench. Man, I had the same thought as you on Rudy Gobert going into drafts, man. I couldn't take him where he was going, and I loved that group of bigs that were going just after him with JJJ, Bam Adebayo, Thomas yes. Bryant, uh, even Clint Capella fell kind of late this year. So yeah, man, right where Gobert was going, I was so focused on getting that stud point guard in that round where he was going i ended up with no shares of um rudy gobert so uh man again kurt you and i on on the same page there um <laughs> what what went down on the clippers side of this game all righty well you know Kawhi leonard's gonna have a good time anytime he's playing 30 points six boards three assists three steals a block 10 of 12 from the line two triples nine of 26 from the field not the greatest shooting night there but otherwise, great line. You'll take that. Patrick Beverly, four points, nine rebounds, three assists, two steals, a block. Um, he doesn't score a lot, so sometimes he doesn't get a lot of attention in the fantasy world. But if you're really in tune with fantasy stats, you know this is a nine or an eight category or, or more if you play with double-doubles or other categories. You know it's more than just a one-category game. So, yeah, he's not going to score a lot. But he's sneaky good in those other things. Two steals, a block, nine rebounds, three assists. He'll usually get you some threes. His shooting from the field is not always great. But Patrick Beverly is definitely a good glue guy to have on your team. Landry Shamit, 
4 of 12 from the field for two threes and 10 points, not much else. Of all the three-point specialists out there this year, and there are a lot of them, Dwayne Bacon, Luke Kennard, Shamit, for me, is lowest on this list, especially when you have the high-usage guys of Kawhi Leonard. Paul George will be back at some point. If he's not hitting his threes, his box score is completely empty. We're seeing him get a little bit of hype in the offseason. I do not see it. I don't think Shamit is a 12-team guy. I don't think he's a 14-team guy. Maybe 16 or 18, but I'm not interested there. Uh, let's see. If Zubats, 18 minutes, 11 points, 9 rebounds, a steal, a block. He would be all right if he could get more minutes, but they're just not giving him the minutes. Harrell's coming off the bench, getting 19 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, a block, and outplaying him. He's obviously the better guy to have, but they want that spark plug off the bench. So even though he's the better player, he and Lou Will will continue to come off the bench. Speaking of Lou Will, he had 17 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, and a 3. Um, kind of a bummer on the shooting side, 6 of 18, but he's you know in contention for 6th man of the year again. He's, he's going to be fine. For a guy that you took maybe around pick 100, he can still get you close to 20 points a game. He's going to be elite in the free throw percentage. Um, yeah, good guy to own. Let's see. Any starters that I missed? Patrick Patterson started for 12 minutes and didn't do anything. Rodney Magruder was kind of a flash in the pan last year, last year for Miami. Played 12 minutes, didn't do anything. And we have Jermichael Green. He's had a couple good games. 12 points, 6 rebounds, a block, 2 threes. Only played 24 minutes, so he's probably not going to replicate this on a given night or every night. But in a 14-teamer, 16-teamer, he's he's a decent pickup. Adrian, what did I miss on these Clippers? Man, you nailed everything. You're very thorough. <laughs> on uh, um, I love your take on Pat Bev. You know, um, tonight's line. I think you're so happy to get those defensive stats: nine rebounds, three assists took five threes tonight if some of those went down you know that's way that's what the kind of line you're really um happy to get from him so stick with pat bev um you know other than the main studs Kawhi, lou will pat bev harrell it's 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 a little tough to trust uh you know some of these fringier guys like shamet zubak patterson harkless maybe there's nights where they're gonna uh even green give you a good line but the next night they could completely disappear so this is this team's really tough other than your main stud uh guys and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens when paul george gets into this mix to see how it affects um the production of this team so um yeah i don't know it's an interesting team kurt yes sir um that's all i got man any closing thoughts on the night Adrian, that's about it. I think we nailed it. Awesome. Um, let's wrap a bow on the man. Show. I was surprised. I thought I thought this was going to be like a thirty minute show, and we're, we we went over an hour on the show. But man, um, wow. fun stuff, Kurt. I I I enjoy talking to you, man. I look forward to our shows um, on these Sunday nights. It's a lot of fun, Kurt. Where can the listeners find you at? Anything you're working on, or anything that you want to plug? Well, Adrian. I try to hit up the hoop ball forums a good amount. Um, haven't been able to get it on there as much with some of the projects this year. Um, on Twitter, if you want your ans- if you want 
questions answered in a pretty timely fashion. As long as I am awake and I'm not at work, I'm going to hit you up probably in like two minutes. Um, at Captain Canegas, that's C-A-P-T-C-A-I-N-E-G-H-I-S. I'll give you the feedback. Uh, sometimes my takes aren't the popular takes, but if you just want some feedback, somebody else to bounce an idea off of before you make that pickup or that drop that you're thinking about doing, hit me up. Adrian, where can the listeners hit you up? I'm at Adrian Benjamins. Feel free to hit me up for any questions or anything you guys got. Thank you guys so much for listening and supporting the show. Um, hope you guys are um, having a good start to the season. Again, we're preaching patience. Just, you know, don't do anything drastic. It's a long season. It's as, as, as Kurt said last week, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So you guys just buckle in for the long ride. And thank you guys so much. We will talk to you next week. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.